Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith. Now we're taking your calls throughout the program and it would be wise if you'd send your texts, your ideas, your opinions, your facts to our Twitter account or Facebook page. And perhaps you can do that right away so that we can consolidate all of those. And just before we conclude our conversations with our guests, we can read out whatever you had to say. Hashtag SFM Facts of Faith. And we are at our handle at SFM Radio and the same applause on Facebook. You can find me at Naya Lupondona. Naya Lupondona. Both on Facebook and on Instagram, wherever it is that you find Twitter. Even though I am very, very poor at it. But I'm working on it. Working on it. Let me introduce you to our guest for today. We do have in no particular order... Prophet Lakilu Bepe, popularly known as Mzatsi's prophet, as I'm told, is a founder and senior pastor at TLC, that is Tedious Life Church, with headquarters in Mamelodi East, Pretoria, and branches across South Africa. He also is a media personality, we're told, and television talk show host, radio presenter, and a regular contributor on several Christian shows, including Impact Radio. Prophet Lubepe, good evening to you, and thank you very much for going to talk to us. Good evening to you, Naya, and good evening to the listeners. Also, we do have Easton Zanuma. He's an evangelist who is a Hebrew Israelite evangelist. Good evening to you, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, Naya. Good evening, Naya. Good evening South Africa, and good, good evening the whole panel. Also, we do have Pandita Shri Trikamji. He's no stranger to the program as well. He's the president of the Hindu Mahasabha. Uh, Pandit Trikamji, good evening to you, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, Naya, and good evening to my two brothers as well as the listeners. All right, we're going to jump in right now. And by the way, the lines are always open on the program, so feel free to call to call in and let us know what you think and perhaps share some ideas. We're going to begin with uh, Prophet Lubepe. From your take, um, from your side, from your scriptures, most importantly, who's responsible for your clergy? Who is responsible for the payment of salaries uh, for our pastors? Let me speak for pastors. First Corinthians chapter number 9. Uh, let me take that scripture for... Uh, reference first Corinthians 9 um, and I will read verse number 14 for starters the Apostle Paul writes and he says the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel that is from the NIV version the New Living Translation puts it this way now it says the Lord has commanded that those who preach the good news or the gospel should be supported by those who benefit from it. So from that scriptural passage alone, I will answer that question by simply saying that it is the responsibility of the church to ensure that the pastors are taken care of in terms of their basic income and salaries. All right. Help me understand how you extract the church when it says, in the same way, the Lord ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it. Who are those beneficiaries? Are you suggesting those beneficiaries are the church? The beneficiaries of the gospel, obviously and primarily, will be the congregants. The members of that particular church are the primary benefactors okay. of, of, of the gospel. So in this text, the responsibility would lie on them okay. to ensure that their pastor is taken care of. Got it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Very succinct and direct. To the point, Evangelist Zanumu, from your take, 
Who is responsible for financially looking after the clergy in your faith? You see, the, the, the setup in our in our belief system is not exactly the same with Christianity. But uh, tithing is a the concept of tithing is a very good and powerful uh, stewardship uh, concept. We do tithe but not as, as what the Christians do. Let me just take you back a little bit from the origin of tithe. When you go back to Genesis or Barashi chapter 14, when you read from verses 14 to 20 there, it tells you that uh, Abraham, uh, he chose the choicest of the booty or the spoils that he got after the battle with his, with his, uh, with his, uh, call his brother, Shalodomor when he, he was killed at that battle of kings. So he, the booty that he got from there is the one that he tied. There was no law at that particular time that was saying you must tithe anything. Then we come to his son, Yaqub. Himself as well, he makes a vow to tithe all his increases. There was no law yet that was saying you must tithe. We start to have a law that, uh, that says you should tithe when the children of Israel are, are entering into the land of Canaan. The reason why Abba Yahuwah gave the tithe to the, to, 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 to the Levites was because they had no portion in the land. They could not work, so they were supposed to be supported by their brethren. But now, the same scripture tells us that in Hebrews chapter chapter chapter. Let me, let me, let me read that. In Hebrews chapter 7, verse 11. Well, for the sake of our time, I will just paraphrase. It says, for there being a change of priesthood, there is a necessity also of a change of the law. So when we look at the law, you know, it's very important for us to understand what the law or the Torah is. Just briefly, the Torah is made up of two books, the book of the covenant with its moral law attaching to it, and then the book of the law. Now, the book of the law, what it had, it had everything in the book of the covenant, plus the law of the Levitical, the, the Levites. Now, the law of the Levites was concentrating more on the sacrifices, the duties of the Levites in the sanctuary, in the temple. Now, that is the only thing that was added to the, to the covenant law. And hence, Shaul says, this is the law that was added 430 years later. Now, this law, is, in it, is where you find the laws of the tithes. Now, when the priesthood changes, Forgive me, Evangelist. We really need to be able to get into this together. I just need you to give us your brief response here. Okay. Who, as far okay. as your my text, is supposed to be taking care of the path of the, of the let, priesthood? Let, let me see. Let me say this. My brief response is that we we are encouraged by Scripture to keep tithe where we are, and the tithe that we keep is not for any particular man to, to have. It is the tithe that is used for the welfare and the well-being of the whole congregation. All men are supposed to work for themselves. Do you have a text for us for there, Evangelist? Text to do what? To support yes, what you're suggesting. Yes, we, yes we, we have text. Like the first one that I'll, I'll, I'll refer you to is the one in First Kepha or First Peter chapter 2, verses 5 and 9. All of us belong to the priesthood, right? Which means... All of us, we are equal before Abayawa. We all have got the same mandate. Every man becomes the priest of his household. All right. First Peter chapter what, sir? Chapter 2, verses 5 and 
Chapter 2, verses 5 to 9. Chapter 2, verse 5. I'm going to read it 5 to 9. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6. Uh, let, let me just read it so that we all know what you're talking about, sir. Verse yeah. 5 to 9, verse 5 to 9 it reads, And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's yes. more, you are his holy priests. Through, through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. Verse 6, As the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, Chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in him wow, okay. will never be disgraced. Come to Revelation chapter 1, verse 6. All right. Um, um, is there a point you want to make as far as the one we just read right now, sir? Yes. All right. Uh, would you just clarify that before we move on to chapter 1, verse 6, Revelation 1? No, six. it supports that. It supports that point. All right. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6 reads. He has made us a kingdom of priests for God his Father. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. So what we are saying is, the priesthood has changed from the Levitical priesthood, right? And now, therefore, there is no need. We do not have any Levites in our midst, in our, in, in our believing belief system. We don't have Levites at all. So the, 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 the Levite getting uh, tithe falls off. We don't have a Levite, so we don't give any men any tithe. Everyone, like Shaul, advised that everyone must work for his own food. If he doesn't work, then he has got no, he should not eat. You see, Shaul even puts it very clear. He says, I could have asked for money from you. But I don't. I work for myself. That is the example. That where, where, t tell us where, 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 where you're quoting that text, sir. That everyone must yeah. work for oh, it. Okay, let's read from 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 the book of uh, Cor Corinthians. Is it Corinthians chapter nine? Let, let me just. Wh which check. Corinthians would those be? The first okay. or second? L let me let me just check now. All right. While you're still checking, I want to bring in Pandit Trikamji from the Hindu perspective. Pandit, who's responsible yeah, for on. the clergy? Yeah, from a Hindu perspective, it's completely different from what we've heard from our evangelists as well as our Christian brothers. Uh, we don't have any scriptural mandate or obligation to pay. I use the word pay in inverted commas. Priests in the Hindu culture and customs are regarded as people who offer their services in the form of the well, Sanskrit word called seva. Seva, S-E-V-A, is to serve. And in return, for whatever religious functions they perform, services that they perform, they rely on the offerings of the devotees of the community. So the people would offer them, uh, in, in the past it used to be a custom where they would offer them groceries and needs for their homes. Of course, today it is in the form of some kind of a payment. There is no fixed fee or a charge. You offer a priest whatever you want to, and the priest can just receive that uh, as a form of a blessing for the service that he has offered to the devotee. So you're saying there is no text that guides here, and you take it as though they offer their services for free. My understanding you well, sir. Okay, so uh, one becomes 
and learns and trains for all this to be a Hindu priest only to serve for free. No payment from nobody. You just do it for free. No, well, let me let me just expand on that. Okay. Uh, if you are employed by a, for say, a temple, right? Yeah. A temple means if you're employed by the body that is in charge of that temple to provide religious services and 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 the like for the devotees that attend to that temple, then the temple officials, whoever they are in charge, will then pay you. They will pay you on, on the basis of whatever arrangement is made between the uh, between the employed priest and the officials. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. By the, by the way, the lines are open. You can call in and share your opinions. 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207. If you'd like to continue this conversation on, on social media, we're there on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Hell, you'll find me also on YouTube. Either ways, wherever you would like to engage, you can do that. We'll continue this conversation beyond 8 o'clock on our social media platforms. Find us there. All right, evangelist, you wanted to find a text for us. Please do share it with us. Yes, yes, yes. The first text that I want to to, to share with you is that found from the book of Acts chapter eighteen. Is this the one that says if, if, everyone must work for their own living? Uh, the one that said everyone must work for their own living. I'm going to come to that second. We, we need just that one. We need just that one for now because I want to go back and engage um, the prophet as well. Just share with us that text you said everyone must work for their own living. Second, second Thessalonians chapter three verse eight. All right, Second Thessalonians chapter three verse, verse eight. eight. It reads, "We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night, so we would not be a burden to any of you." Right. Maybe let's just stop there for the sake of time. But I think it passes the point. No, what sir, I, it, it does not. With respect, you suggested that Paul suggested that we should. Every man, every man, including the clergy, must work for their living. I need that text this, this because is, this, this text doesn't say speaking, that. Right? This is how we're speaking. I, I understand, but in yes, this text, it doesn't say continue, everyone must work continue, for their own living. Continue. Continue reading. All right. Verse 9. Is that, is that 9? When you say continue, must continue with verse 9, right? Okay, let's read. Not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example for you to imitate us. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this. If anyone does not wish to work, neither let him eat. So, so what, Shaul, what I understand from Shaul here, what he's saying is, we should work for our food. When you read again, First Corinthians chapter nine, the whole of chapter nine. No, no, sir. Remember, the context of our conversation is focusing on the religious clergy, not just any and everybody. We have not disputed the point that everyone but, must work. But this, this but is who is speaking. He's a, he's, he's a type of a, a religious clergy. No, sir. I'm not disputing that either. Understand what I'm asking. What I'm asking is those who are like Paul, for example. Is Paul saying? Clergy must work for their living and not work from because it sounds directly contradictory. Your interpretation contradicts the text that we read that we were given by the prophet there, Prophet Lubepe, which clearly says no, that gospel it, workers. It really contradict. What, 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 what Shaw was encouraging was that even him being a preacher of the word, 
He had to work. He had a trade. He was a tradesman. He was a tent maker. He had to work for his own living. That's the example that he showed. Sir, I'm not disputing that. What I'm trying to establish from you is a text that backs up the allegation that all clergymen, clergymen, not just the ordinary... You, you, you know, Nye, what you are, what you are talking about, the yes, current setup that you have here in Christianity yeah. is not the one that we have in the scriptures. I'm saying to you, the people that deserved to get tithes were the Levites. They were supposed to get tithes. We don't have Levites now. I'm, I'm not suggesting that at all, sir. I'm not even arguing for the Levites right now. I'm simply trying to establish so the, if there is textual so the evidence clergy, for what you said. So the clergy that you're talking about, these are like man-made businesses. Okay. Right? A man has got his own church and he's getting money from the people. This is not covered in the scriptures. There is no man-made church in the scriptures. Right? So we can't even start to address the current setup that we have because it doesn't answer to the scripture. But how do you counter-argue the text that was offered to us by Prophet Lakilibepe when he said every gospel worker is entitled and permitted to benefit from or to, to, to earn from it? I, Those I, was who... going, I was going to come to that. I was going to come to that. All right, go to the, it, sir. The way the, way the text is supposed to work is that if you are like a home assembly the way we are, you are a home assembly, and you are wanted, say, in Cape Town to go there and, and, and meet the brethren, it is, it is the duty of the brethren that are inviting you to come there to go and preach to them, to support you with your transport and with your upkeep when you get there. It's not, it's not a salary, per se, is, is what we currently have. So, so, so we never find in the scriptures where it says, they were getting salaries per month. No, sir. And remember, tithe was never money. When you look at the concept of tithe, tithe was about food. I, I understand, sir. But there is no mention was... of salaries there. So we, we need to take everything into the proper scripture. We're not, we're not suggesting anything for, 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 that, for that point right now. I just hoped that you would be able to counter-argue what Prophet Libepe was presenting there. A very direct, a very clear cut. It didn't really need yes, much I interpretation. I, I, I agree with that, that. That the man who is called or who goes to that place to go and minister those people, he must be kept by those people, he must be fed by those people. This is not a salary. That's what. That's my point. I understand. So, if yes. we're, where, where, where would you get that interpretation from, sir? You seem to be suggesting another interpretation of that text. It's not, which it's is not, not another interpretation. It's not another interpretation. When you when you look when you look at how Shahu is speaking, he says they provided themselves for their own food. When you go to the scripture, let me let me take you to the scripture. If you go to Deuteronomy chapter four, fourteen. You way you understand what tithe is all about. No, we 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 have we've dealt with, with tithe on the show, so we understand it. But we were yeah, hoping so, you would understand so, that our focus for tonight is to those who are now responsible for the congregants, those who minister to the congregants, who ministers to them financially. That was our, our focus for tonight. Yeah, that's and my point is my 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 point is the setup that we have of these businesses run by individual men, so called churches. Is not covered with the with the with, with the scriptures because the setup in the scriptures is different, totally different from the churches that we have today. And so we can't try to address this issue in this setup because it doesn't qualify. All right, we so should go, we should go back to the original way of worship, the structure of worship as it is given in the scriptures. Then you will see that the tithes will work in a very marvelous way. There's no man who is going to accrue money to themselves. And, and whilst the rest of the congregants are poor, some of them without any food. All right. It I doesn't want, work. 
I want I want to read exactly what the the, the, the prophet said, which I. Which, I thought it was very clear. I want to read it again so that everyone understands because you're hearing the evangelist suggesting that it is not founded in Scripture and yet opening this conversation was Prophet Libepe and he gave us a very clear text. This is found in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and I'm reading verse 14. It reads, In the same way, the Lord ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it. It doesn't say anything about transportation only or anything. It is just a clear-cut order from the very same Shaul. is using the word Saul, Shaul, but, to refer to the very same Paul. But, but, but this text is clear, Evangelist. In, in Scripture, it's line upon line, precept upon precept. Yes. When you are talking about tithes, you, you cannot build a doctrine with that one verse. No, sir. You must go back where tithes start. No, right? sir. No, sir. Remember. Why are you, you saying no? Why are you saying no? You're suggesting that this is just one line. I want to read the whole text because. No, I've read. Uh, no, no, sir. Chapter 9, I've read. No, 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 sir. No, no. You're giving a misrepresentation of the text now. I want to read the whole thing so that we arrive at that text together. Because when the prophet quoted that, I too. I've read that and I was very clear. I understood it and I want everyone to listen to it and then they arrive at their own conclusions. I'm going to begin with verse 1. Am I not as free as anyone else? Am I not an apostle? Haven't I seen Jesus our Lord with my own eyes? Isn't it because of my work that you belong to the Lord? Verse 2. Even if others think I am not an apostle, even if others don't think I'm an apostle, I certainly am to you. You yourselves are proof that I am the Lord's apostle. This is my answer to those who question my authority. Verse 4. Don't we have the right to live in your homes and share your meals? Verse 5. Don't we have the right to bring... Hold on, hold on, Evangelist. No, 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 sir. No, sir. No, sir. Let's read the whole text. No, Evangelist. No, 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 Evangelist. Let's read the text and let people draw their own conclusions from the text. Verse 5. Don't we have the right to bring a believing wife with us as the other apostles and the Lord's brothers do and as Peter does verse 6 or is it only Barnabas and I who have to work to support ourselves verse 7 what soldier has to pay his own expenses what farmer plants a vineyard and doesn't have the right to eat some of its fruit What shepherd cares for a flock of sheep and isn't allowed to drink some of the milk? Verse 8. Am I expressing merely a human opinion or does the law say the same thing? Verse 9. For the law of Moses says you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. Was God thinking only about oxen when he said this? Verse 10. Wasn't he actually speaking to us? Yes, It was written for us so that the one who plows and the one who threshes the grain might both expect a share of the harvest. Verse 11, since we have planted spiritual seed among you, aren't we entitled to a harvest of physical food and drink? Verse 12, if if you support others who preach to you, Shouldn't we have an even greater right to be supported? But we have never used this right. We would rather put up with anything than be an obstacle to the good news about Christ. Verse 13. 
don't you realize that those who work in the temple get their meals from the offerings brought to the temple? And those who serve at the altar got a share of the sacrificial offerings. Verse 14. In the same way, now this is Prophet Lubepe's text. In the same way, the Lord ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it. I don't... But, but do you have the context of support there? What is we've the context? Just, it's food, isn't it? We've just... It's food, no, no. it's upkeep. That's what I was, I was trying to take you back to the origin e- of time. E- evangelist, I want to remind you again. Verse 13 doesn't just speak about food. It speaks about food and all the offering. And you might remember the offerings were not only in the form of food. So we cannot... Verse what? Verse 13, sir. The very previous verse that comes before the one Prophet Lipepe quoted. It speaks of offerings. Do you not not know that they which minister about set-apart things live of the things of the temple and they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar? Yes. Yeah, so... That's that's the point that I was trying to drive it. All right. That it's, it's all about their upkeep, right? No, no, up- sir, no, sir. Uh, I want us to read the text and let it speak for itself. It it's speaks it's upkeep here. This patient doesn't talk about anything else except upkeep. Sir, it speaks of sacrific- sacrificial offerings, and those offerings were not only exclusively food. What were they? Okay. We don't have any offerings that were not your food. Food, okay. wine. Okay. Food, bread and 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 animals. Okay, okay, evangelist. Let's 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 uh, bring in the prophet. Prophet, um, you're listening to the evangelist. Your response. Uh, my response is the evangelist seems to be strongly suggesting uh, the fact that there should not be any uh, giving of money per se. He seems to be attacking the issue of salaries and income. I think he's against the issue of money given to pastors he seems to be suggesting that they should be given food because that is what was offered in the bible but i will respond to that by saying evangelist um, if we can be a, a little bit lateral and practical you can't pay your rent with food but you can buy food with money so um th- there's a lot of things if we talk about supporting the preacher of the gospel based on the text that i've referred to in first corinthians chapter 9 verse 14 as the apostle paul rightfully said if we have to talk about supporting the preacher of the gospel or the pastor of the congregation you can't just be bringing groceries to him he has a rent that he needs to pay and he probably drives a car where he will need an installment and not food to pay for that particular car and just to buttress that point in uh, uh, philippians chapter number four verse uh, number 15 Paul says, now you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. Even in Thessalonica, you send aid, not once, but now and again for all of my needs. So when you read all of, uh, uh, this text again, it shows you that uh, Paul was receiving not just from the congregation that he wrote to, to the church in Corinth, but he was also speaking to another congregation in, uh, in Philippi where he was receiving aid for all. And he says here that all his needs, it could not just be a need for uh, food, it could be for financial need when money was a necessity. So the evangelist seems to be against the idea. And from his tone, I actually pick up that 
he probably has a certain subject in mind that he is so passionate about bringing it maybe the issue of commercialization which i would have suggested that maybe that should be dealt with on a different platform but here the question was simple who should support who should be financially responsible for the pastors and we gave a text that clearly says that it is those who are benefiting from the gospel that he preaches all right i want to respond to what he was suggesting that um you cannot build a doctrine on one text your response to that sir Clearly, you cannot. Um, uh, we have read First Corinthians chapter number nine. It speaks of um, the fact that uh, those who preach the gospel uh, or the good news should be supported by those who um, benefit from it. I just read for you right now Philippians chapter four. You can read it from verse fifteen to verse number eighteen. It shows another account in which Paul was receiving financial and material support from other congregations. So there are several texts as well that do support the let's, same notion. Let, so uh, let, let's let's read it evangelist of oh, sorry prophet. You said it, you, you said it's Philippians chapter number 4. Chapter 4 verse 15 to 18. All right. 15 reads as you know you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need, and I more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are sweet-smelling sacrifice, that is acceptable and pleasing to God. Verse. Can I, can I read my version here? Yes, go ahead, sir. It doesn't say financial anyway here. Yeah. All right. It what says, is... Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the good news, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Now your version is... <laughs> you know what? There is a problem with some of these versions that were both they are tailoring the good news into something that they are trying to advance. All right. This what? one is talking about giving and and receiving. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may that may abound to your account. I wanted to respond and say when we are looking at at at, at the issue of tithe, Please let's not stick only. To Hold on, Evangelist. I don't want us to stray to tithes. I want us to stick to this point. You're, you you okay. you, you uh, wanted to read your saying. version. That's what, that's what I'm saying. We can't stick to Shaul. Shaul was a man who was moving from one place to the other. No, sir. You and quoted him, and uh, the, the 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 prophet is also quoting him no, as I'm, well. No, I'm I'm I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying now to bring things into perspective. Hold on, hold on, Evangelist. I want to remind you again. You cannot distance yourself from quoting Paul, and you cannot. I'm not distancing myself. Then I'm don't stop myself. the other one from quoting the very same Paul. I'm not distancing myself. I'm looking at this particular scenario of okay. Shaul. All right. We cannot make it to cover every every issue. But because it was sufficient for you to quote him. You quoted him. Why yes, can't you quote did. him? Yes, I did because he was teaching about what 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 is what is the, the let, let us I'm, accept that. The, hold on, evangelist. Let us accept that when the, another person wants to quote the very same Paul for his purposes, we should not stop them. I, I'm not stopping anyone. I'm not stopping anyone. All I'm right. saying. Okay. I'm saying. Can you hear me out now? Just go ahead. I, I am saying 
when it comes to the circumstances of Shaul, Shaul did not have a permanent place where he was staying. Because, because, because my brother there, he has talked of fewer houses and all this. You are trying to address it. You know, when we talk of people that are stationed at their own uh, particular place, like, like the Levites were. The Levites were, had their homes. The Levites had uh, pastures where they would graze their animals. But still they received the tithe from their brethren. The tithe had its own specific use. It was not there to look after them in their homes okay. or in their, with their animals there. All right. right? Ev- evangelist, so, just so, just so, hold, hold on, Evangelist. I want I want to take some calls as well because I want us to to to, to do this conversation together. I don't want you to uh, take over the entire conversation. Just okay. hold on. No, I want to take that's some fine. calls for uh, for you and read some texts as well. Those of you who sent your texts on uh, a WhatsApp line, we'll read those as well. Let's go to Cape Town first. Colin is there. Good evening, Colin. No, good evening. Hi, I'll be battling since 10 past to get through. I'll start the phone back 10 minutes time. Phone back, phone back. Mm. And when I do phone you, uh, what do you want to talk about, your producer? I said, I would like to talk about the topic. Mm. What do you want to say? What do you want to do? This and that. I'm talking about the topic. All right. Why Colin, Colin, you? uh, Colin, I, you're okay, here now. On. You're here now. T- tell okay, me what you I'm, want to talk I'm, about. I'm, I'm through to you. Yeah. Because I'm going to talk about the topic. No, no, yeah. Mm. You know, so I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I've listened to your program, yeah. uh, your um, 7 o'clock, for since ever you came on here. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I say to myself, no, yeah, you know, you put the cat amongst the pigeons. And uh, you dispute and people dispute with you. Now, my question is this. Uh, your first call is... Um, uh, your, your first uh, guest yes. spoke about the congregation when you said the church. Yeah. Who is the church? The yeah. congregation. Now, Judas, the Iscariot, wasn't he, as far as I know from my little Bible days, he was the, the carrier of the purse strings. Yeah. He carried the money, Naya. Yeah. Now, Tommy Naya, there were no churches those days and things like that. That's right. I would like your three guests to actually collaborate, if I'm right or wrong. Didn't that money, uh, of course, it never came from Jesus, from the heavens or skies, whatever it was. <laughs> yes. It was, given, it was given by the followers who yeah. never followed Jesus. Do you understand my point, Naya? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if the, yes, that no, money... no, 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 no. I know you it was. Naya? It didn't come from heaven, of course, but no, I don't know. No, if... I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Judas carried the purse strings. Yes. Silvers or pieces of money. So when Jesus walked this earth, that means the congregation, the people that followed Jesus, yeah. must have given the money. That's, that's, that's conjecture. I'll permit that as conjecture. We don't know that for a fact, unless you have a text no, no. to share that for You see, Naya, yeah. that is why I, I said to myself, you know, we must actually uh, call your uh, program yeah. from now onwards, no more acts of faith. Think twice about your faith. Yeah. Your faith. <laughs> from Naya Apondo. Think twice, because you dispute, you're putting so many people Unease and things like that, Maya. Yeah, yeah, that's anyway, that's what I'm we're supposed to do. Judas carried the purse strings. Yeah, I and hear you. Th- I hear you. I'm not disputing that at all, and I'm going to take never, it as conjecture. Never got that money from the sand or anywhere else. Of course, it must have been the followers that followed Jesus. Yeah, and donated. 
So I reckon that's where the ministers of today should get their money from uh, their service. Jesus gave a service, the apostles gave a service, and people were so enthusiastic about you know, you know, Colin, Jesus. you know, Colin, there is a part in, 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 in your scriptures where uh, this very same Jesus got money, got a coin from fish. Did you know? Yes, yes, <laughs> so we don't sure. know. yes but, but, but yes, but I'm sure he never got from fish all the time. I understand. Remember you, I understand. Went, it would be nice if we actually knew. All right, got it. Thank you very much, Colin. Appreciate and your yeah. call. I understand. I understand, Carl. I got to move on. Um, uh, he's 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 is postulating that it must have that money that Judas was carrying, and when they all said we have to feed all these people, if we have to buy food, there was money in the in their in, the, in their persons. He's then <laughs> assuming that that must have come from the congregation. I'm not going to dispute that. I don't have a reason to dispute that, but I'd like to know if there is any evidence to support that. Let's go to Rustenburg, KGM. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Nae. Uh, I'm a first-time call. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> What's on your mind, KJ? <laughs> Listen, Nae. Uh, look, my two cents worth of um, <laughs> adding value to your contribution is this. Isn't it about time that religions got to the point of acknowledging evolution within religious practices and beliefs systems. What I mean by that is whatever the the understanding that Nyeke GM and everybody has now is postulated from scriptures mostly. And some of the writings, whether in a Quran or in a Bible whatever the case might be, was written by, quote-unquote, the winners at the time, or the people with the resources. Now, we've, we've learned from our current time, our current dispensation, that the, the winners or the people with the resources write to suit themselves. Now, arguing about whether... The, the scripture meant this or that means to me whatever that is written is subject to interpretation and to the comfort of the interpreter. That's, that's not even a, a bone of contention for now uh, there, KGM. We all understand that. All of us understand that. But those communities that have settled with the various documents, we're now moving from the premise that in spite of what we may know in terms of history, it's where we, we are, where we are right now. They believe in their text. At least they must live according to their text. That's all that is uh, a, a bone of contention right now. What does that text, whether you believe it is true or not, is, not, is, is immaterial. What is material is that those communities, Muslims believe in their Quran. The Hindus believe in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, Christians uh, believe in their holy Bible. And uh, the Hebrew Israelites believe in their holy scriptures. And the list goes on. You can find all other communities and their belief systems. But from the text that they believe in, what does it say? That's what I want you to tell me, uh, KGM. What does it say about the clergy? Should they be living off their congregants or their adherents or their supporters? Or should they go get a job? Look, I'm talking modern-day society. Yes. 
if you look at, at it from the, the scripture, which is, is said to, to stand the test of time, it will be subject to interpretation to the now. Now, if you look at the clergy now, can, can they really leave from quote-unquote handouts? I don't think with the luxurious lifestyles that some of them leave, they'll be able to wait for handouts. I think a combination of what we see happening, some of them um, masquerading, and this is my accusation, masquerading using the, the word or the scripture to their advantage, call it business or call it church, whatever you want to call it, is just dictated by the current dispensation where if you you were to take a, a chicken, um, some clergies of the past, a chicken was enough. Eggs were enough. Mm. A, a, a bowl of, of mealy was enough. The ones today, you, they will feel very insulted. They, they have bank accounts. All right. They have ATMs in the, in the churches. But I mean, this, this speed point. All right. so, so we have to look at it at the now, and that's exactly what they are doing. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, KGM. Appreciate it. Let me read some texts. Those of you who sent some WhatsApp texts, I'm going to read those right now. And those of you who sent some of uh, Facebook posts and Twitter posts will read all of those. But let me begin with WhatsApp. One text reads, I'm listening to your show, but now it is informative. Every Sunday, I'm sure I make sure that I tune in. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't know what that person's name is. Please do not forget. Is it Mpume Mpume Mbuli in Newcastle? Is that the name? All right. That's Mpume Mbuli. Thank you very much, Mpume Mbuli in Newcastle. In case I appreciate your text. I love this topic. In my own opinion, preachers or pastors, etc., should be doing God's work out of the goodness of their heart and the calling they get to do God's work, not worrying about what they will eat or wear. However, they are making this quote-unquote job a money-making scheme. Is it Celestin Tugela in KZN? Thank you very much, Celeste. Appreciate your text. Another one reads, The church as an organization should set aside funds to compensate the priests from the offerings. Tswarelo uh, from Mwase. Thank you very much, Tswarelo. Appreciate your text. Another one reads that church should definitely provide for the financial needs of its pastor or pastors, in quotes, brackets, and any other full-time ministers. 1 Corinthians 9.14 gives the church clear instruction. Can you scroll down for me there, Joey? Uh, clear instructions. Okay, I've lost now. There you go. Thank you very much, Joey. The Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. We pay people to prepare and serve our physical food. Shouldn't we also be willing to pay those who see to our spiritual food? And honestly, which is more important, physical food or spiritual food? Based on Matthew 4.4. Okay. I uh, don't see the name there. Thank you very much. Uh, genius spiritual leaders are an integral or genuine, beg your pardon, I misread that one, my bad. Genuine spiritual leaders are an integral part of society's benefit who contribute greatly as guides to people. And the people ought to make sure the clergy are well taken care of financially. Thanks, Sister MB. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Sister MB. And on Twitter, we do have Khaukhelo uh, Museza at KG Museza Media. If pastors' claims God called them, 
If they are not depending upon the one who called them, can we say then they were lying? If they don't cry out, the one who called them but cry to the ones God expected them to lead, I call them irresponsible. Thank you very much. Appreciate your tweet there. Ulebile show at Duba2 writes, God doesn't provide directly via manna these days. So through who? What will God provide for them then? That's a question upon our question. Ulebile. Okay. All right. Muzi at Muzi the Eagle writes, but we also need to know that Pharisees and Sadducees had no right to tithes, but that right belonged to priests established by a prophet. So modern-day Pharisees are not entitled to any dime from people. First, they have to be men of God through a call and commission, and God has always provided for his servants. That's Muzi at Muzi the Eagle. Thank you very much, Muzi. Prob problem loser? The problem loser at problem loser too writes lazy church leader tends to think that the church should look after them they should look for work in case they not business minded a church leader that depends on the church is a problem well that's problem loser at problem loser too thank you problem loser appreciate your tweet there all right um we continue taking your tweets and your posts on facebook you can find me also on facebook at nayelu pondona nayelu pondona facebook youtube twitter everywhere let's have our guests respond to all of this you're listening to this conversation you're listening to the people on the phone on the tweets on the facebook on whatsapp let's begin with pandit you're listening to your colleagues first and foremost share yes, some I, some I, I, parting I think thoughts that was probably spot on when she said uh priests offer a service, and that service should not be on the basis of expecting a reward for it. Uh, having said that, I must I must indicate that you know, in the Hindu faith, the majority of us, like you take me, for instance, I'm a professional person, I'm an attorney, that's where I earn my living. Yeah. But I, I perform services and perform religious duties as a part-time service to the community, and I don't expect to be remunerated for it. But that does not mean that somebody who is working full-time in, in a temple, exclusively working from morning to evening, as it were, should not be properly remunerated on a salary basis like anybody else. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Uh, evangelist, go ahead. Your parting shot. I, I, I think, you know, this uh, type of issue, just like any other scriptural doctrine, uh, the current religious system wants to exploit on the scriptures whilst it doesn't live according to the scriptures. So we will have a problem to try and justify the scriptures on a system that is not scriptural. So my take on the issue of, of tithe is that these, these so-called pastors, they don't deserve anything to be given by anyone. They must wake up and go and work. Okay. All right. Prophet. Go ahead, your okay. parting shot. Naya, thank you very much for this insightful show. I am personally happy that tonight's question was answered and it was made clear. I just wish, though, that maybe going forward, we should also sometimes talk about the scope that a pastor does on a day-to-day -day basis. Maybe that will also make some of the people who don't appreciate the worthiness of the service that the pastor provides for his church 
uh, to be compensated. Maybe people think they just show up on Sunday and preach for two hours, and maybe based on that perception, people don't think that it's something to be compensated for. But I also want to agree with my other colleague. I personally am an environmental engineer. I'm a professional, but I'm also a pastor. We do have pastors that are full-time, and we do uh, need to compensate and to appreciate that. Thank you very much for the insightful show, and I, I, I hope we are all answered for tonight. All right, thank you very much. Next week, um, on this very same program, uh, we'll be asking the question, should the government provide relief for churches as they are not operational right now? Well, they are operational right now, but not as they used to. So, seeing that situation, should the government provide relief for churches as they are in need of some support? Well, that's our question for next week. Until then, from me, and the team. We first want to thank all of our guests, Prophet Libepe, uh, Evangelist Zanumwe, and Pandit Trikamji. All three of you, we really appreciate your contributions. Robust as ever, I always appreciate you. Leave me open-minded after that conversation. We all appreciate you. From me and the team, have a wonderful evening, and Godspeed.